Oh, so on the main view screen, it just popped up and said that my Windows 10 is ready. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that the Enterprise had that feature, but... <laughs> I want to Photoshop that so bad, just like everybody on the bridge <laughs> looking at the screen and says, your Windows 10 is ready. <laughs> That's great. You should do it. You should totally do that. Brian, are you forgetting to use push to talk? Yes, I am. <laughs> Someone's going to make that. Sorry. Oh, we also have our co-host, Hunter. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I forgot to use push to talk. I, I knew this was going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to push to talk. Uh, I'm going to do that every now and again. I got excited. I was like, ooh. Uh, and we do have a guest joining us from Wakefield, Quebec, Canada. Did I say all that right? That sounds about right. Yay is Paul Weston, lead programmer at Gamut Realm, here to talk about his uh, previously available, until you got a takedown notice, U- virtual USS Enterprise. Welcome, Paul. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, having you back, we should say. It's been about... That's right. It's been about three years, my friends. It was episode 20, back in July of 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had a good time. That was fun. Oh, yeah, but it was like 135 episodes ago is when we had you on. Oh, my God. And, uh, wow, that's uh... I know, right? Uh, so almost three years. It's been almost three years. And uh, since then, you've been working diligently on this virtual uh, enterprise, which is a very impressive uh, feat because it's the entire thing. And it's funny how, like, when you're watching the show, you don't realize how – big this goddamn thing is but when you're walking no, no. around but when you're walking around this virtual model of it which is amazing and something i've been wanting to do since the 80s uh or at least since i saw star trek um it's like god damn this thing is huge holy yeah, I, crap i have actually been on some nuclear vessels and i yeah. know the the size of it from the outside and then when you get on the inside it's like like a tardis it's just big Right. So the enterprise being the size that it is, you know, and they, and they show it like compared to the aircraft carrier. Right. And it's like a little bigger than the aircraft carrier. And they put like, I don't know, like a couple thousand people in this aircraft carrier. So then JJ does his reboot and it's like the enterprise because it's 10 times bigger. And and it's like, what could you possibly put in that thing? (laughs) You know, like, why would it need then to be that big? Then you see inside, it's all pipes and stuff, too. It's a lot of pipes. Well, yeah, well, really he did have a brewery in there. <laughs> totally yeah, a brewery. Put, put a brewery totally inside a brewery. of it. Jesus Christ. Kirk needs his beer, yo. He needs to, when he entertains the ladies. He, he Actually, needs... I look at it like this. I mean, you know, the Vulcans are kind of uh, monkey. So it's like, you know, the, the Vulcan, Vulcan mead is what's being made in there. <laughs> Spock and his mead. That's great. <laughs> Um, so let's uh, get the news out of the way real quick. There's only like, a little bit of it. Um, and folks, I think this might be the last week we do the news because it's just, yeah. Uh, run first, out of news. Yeah, the first news, news. Well, we might throw the news in there every now and again if there's big news. Like the big news this week, clearly Stellaris is out. That's the big news. 
that everyone is talking about. I mean, no, the big news is that Disney canceled Star Wars today. Well, they did not cancel <laughs> Star Wars. This just happened like an hour before the show. Disney, like, yeah, really? I haven't heard that. What's that? Oh no, they're, <laughs> let's the, talk about that. You, you know that Disney Infinity thing they were doing with, with which is you know you buy the little toy and it hooks up to the game that you're playing and you get like extra characters. Oh yeah, like we got the Lego Mansions. It's like that. Yeah, Same yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that. It's like yeah, that. It's cool. Well, that was like Turn. Disney. That was like Turn. Disney's. Sorry. No, it turns out Infinity is not as long as you think because it's dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. Hang on. They can only hear me. What the hell? Hang on. Whoops. Yep. There so, we go. Whoops, what? There we go. Thank you, Alex. Uh, I did yes. not notice that uh, OBS did not have the uh, proper... Um, yeah, proper hey, sound Brian, channel. That guy I, on your video looks like Han Solo. What's Han I know, Solo doing on the Enterprise? I know, I know. There's a there's a shuttle instructor, Paul. What's a, what, why does the shuttle instructor look like Han Solo? Oh, we have to ask Brian. He kind of uh, there's a lot of all the diff- all sorts of different people in our characters. <laughs> like we even have a Morgan Freeman lookalike and a Stan Lee lookalike wandering around. If you find them, it's kind of cool. So you guys were shopping for a takedown. It was just like. <laughs> If we're wow. not if we're not going to get it with this, we're going to get it from Disney <laughs> or Morgan Freeman. Wow, there's just one guy, and he's in the movie theater, and you click on him, and he gives this cool speech. You know, it's kind of cute. You know, there's just little Easter eggs we hit around. You know, it was fun, right? It was um, fun to add some kind of, I kind of put some variety in there, you know, and uh, we're, we're really shopping for a takedown, but in retrospect, no, I, I guess you know. I never even had a chance to, just to to make a final decision on what had to come out before I released the thing, you know. Yeah, I, I was just right. trying All to think stuff of, was in there. of a funny Morgan Freeman quote. I'm, I'm coming up empty. Yeah, YouTube folks, I can smell I, you. YouTube folks, I am so sorry that I didn't have the audio set up properly. That's my fault. Um, I was looking at something else and not looking at the audio. So uh, the uh, podcast folks for the MP3 should be fine. Uh, you too, folks. I apologize. Uh, so just, yeah, the big news is Stellaris came out, and so many people are gushing over it. Except for me, uh, no, not, I'm already not, over it. It's it's not just you. I, I like it. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like, holy crap, it's the second coming of 4Xs that some other people are. But it's still the honeymoon phase. It just came out yesterday. I mean, I will admit, while Distant Worlds is my favorite, uh, it took like two expansions for Distant Worlds to really click with me, so it might not be fair um, to say Stellaris isn't up to the standards I have in my mind for Distant Worlds, but it's not so far, and I'm enjoying it, though, and I'm still making videos of it, so yeah, that's a good time. That's the big news. Uh, Let's just move on now. Any comments about that? Anyone want to chime in about Stellaris? Um, yeah, I, I thought it. about getting it, but I didn't. <laughs> I played it for like an hour last night, and I was uh, I was not seeing the things that I was hoping to see. Which, uh, whenever you tell me that we're going to make a game that's like Crusader Kings in space, I'm thinking like I'm going to have internal politics, and I'm going to have to decide like who my governors are and who do I want to assassinate, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, none of that stuff going on. It's just a, it's a straight up like Master of Orion. It's like, oh, I need uh, to hire a governor, and he gives it, me bonuses. There, mm-hmm. It's, it's more, it's more universe, Europa Universalis in space. Is I'm looking yeah, at it. It's more. That, it's it's not personality focused or character focused as it's empire government focused, which is yes. fine. But so the I, one that I want the the game 
the game Gotham deserves Imperia? is Imperia 5X. Yes, yes. that's what I want because yes. that's Dune in space. And oh, that's and exactly what it needs to be. Well, Pocket Space Empire will also be right up your alley. Yes. Absolutely right up your and, alley. And maybe maybe the Viceroy if it ever goes on sale. The Viceroy is also pretty good. I, I do like the Viceroy. It's not as – I don't think it's as deep. It's a little different than uh, than the other two we just talked about. But, yeah, if you're looking for career series in space, Stellaris really isn't it. And I'm not sure if they sold it that way or not. I think that's what some people wanted. But it's not that. Well, and all the gushy stuff that's been going on has has been just it, – it's hype train. It's too much. And – you know, so but I was expecting from from all that and all the sources that it's coming from, I was expecting like just straight amazement. So I looked and PC Gamer gave it like a seventy percent. They were yeah. pretty, pretty legit in their score. So it's just like yeah, okay. And I bet Dan DeChico is like sitting over a beer cackling right now because <laughs> really Star Drive Two is by far the better game at this point, um, better than all of them. That's out there right now. And, and uh, I, I can't. Yeah. Well, except for Distant Worlds, okay. But I'm talking about like and the crop Star of recent... Ruler Two and Star Ruler Two. I think mm. is still better than Star Drive Two. But that's my opinion. Just like yeah. Well, Star 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 Ruler Two. I like the resource stuff that it does because it's it's kind of like you have to chain resources to places, right? And then there's flow of things, and and that's neat. Um, but it's it's the thing of like this planet creates widgets right and and it's got this resource widgetonium and and we just export that and and it's like okay so why does that planet have you know it would be like oh come to come to earth because we have iron right and you'd export iron off like every other planet in the universe doesn't have that or something so it's kind of like planets are more like a self-contained ecosystem thing i would think like the common elements are going to be everywhere and, you know, so I, I don't understand that whole, like, this planet is for this kind of resource thing that these games do. Um, because then it's like, well, you can only get this in this one this one place, right? Only, only one planet has has unobtainium. Right. <laughs> I was wondering it's when you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was coming. I was building up yeah. to it. You don't, you don't just yeah. bring unobtainium out first thing in the conversation. Yeah, you gotta that's up. it, eh? <laughs> Right, so that that's that's the big news this week, folks. Is that Stellaris came out yesterday, and there's a lot of gushing, but also some people are like, eh. and what my last thought is that I think the people who are gushing over Stellaris haven't really played Distant Worlds. That's just how I'm going to end that. Um, but the game we're here to talk about is a game that, sadly, my friends, you can no longer download. If you had tried to download this, what two weeks ago? Right? Yeah, about that. Yeah, if not had, even. About 10 had, days ago. <laughs> if you had tried to download, yeah. this, download this about two weeks ago, you would have been able to. But then, uh, Paul, why don't you pick up the story from here? Um, okay. Well, yeah, we've um, uh, we built this game over the last few years. It's been you know, on the net getting great you know, response from the fans who downloaded it. Um, every couple of years, we'd update it. Uh, we were prepping for... Uh, 50th anniversary kind of special thing. We kind of overhauled a lot of things about it. I mean, this is our big hobby game we do for fun. You know, my buddy and I spend all our spare time on it. So, you know, we wanted to do something nice to cap off and, you know, 50th anniversary, all that. So we were prepping towards this. I was marketing 
a little bit around the forums and things. And I had a beta out that people could download to try. And then, um, yeah, I got a notice from CBS about uh, copyright violation, uh, cease and desist order. Um, so, yeah, that, that happened. Um, right away, I was kind of a little bit uh, shocked. I might have had some words for the poor woman at the other end of the, the line. I didn't, didn't curse or didn't, like, you know, it wasn't too bad, but it was kind of, in retrospect, I kind of flew off the handle a little bit. But Wait you know, a minute. I'm sorry. Did they call you? Wait. Did they call you? No. No. They they sent. Oh. They sent. They send an email, and that and the email. You know, you expect a normal standard legal thing, which is what it was, but it had some kind of language in it that kind of just flipped some nerves in my in me a little bit, and I kind of overreacted. And that's not the main part of the story yet, but <laughs> I'm trying to say that after I had some time to cool off, I realized that I need to say right off the bat before we get into too much that um, I have total respect for for CBS and the Star Trek property like the franchise we never wanted to do anything except you know provide a nice gift for fans you know something that we thought was lacking from the official um you know offerings that they had for games and everything else like we all know there hasn't been really a tos game since the 25th anniversary in the 90s you know um a good one anyways kind of um so we always wanted to do that and it was always see that you know cbs always uh, allowed us to do that. And, uh, you know, we're grateful for the time we had to circulate that. And it has always been their property and we have to respect that. And I have, you know, um, I may be disappointed, absolutely, but you no, know, everything we do, we do by the grace of, of Star Trek, the property that is owned by them. It is their, it is their property. They can do whatever they want with their property. And there's reasons we can get into that, that might have fed into, you know, why we were flagged now. But, um, yeah, I just needed to say that right up front now that, that I'm, I'm not going to complain or yell about CBS here. I have nothing but respect for them. Like they, they just, they're just doing their job. Right. Well, let What's us, it? let us it's complain in, and yell. Let, let us well, do there that. you go. That's it. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time in that because there's so much like hubbub about the whole, I can't even believe I used that word. Um, <laughs> but the, the drama, right, about the Axe Brew-ha-ha thing. Jim? There's some yeah, brew ha ha. Yes, a virtual Donnybrook. Ice. Yeah. Ice. So, um, but, it, you know, all this stuff going on surrounding Axonar, right? And, and of course, yes. now CBS, they come in to defend the IP, and, and it's like, if we, if we let you guys do this, then whatever. And that throws, like, all the fan projects into a state of concern, right? And a thing uh, that Hunter and I enjoy, and Brian, too, is uh, that Star Trek Armada 3 mod that they've made for Sins of a Solar Empire, which is just absolutely better than any Star Trek officially published thing that has ever happened, right? Mm-hmm. This fan project. And whenever they look at Axonar and they say, well, the quality's too high, right? It can, you know, we don't mind fan stuff that's kind of amateur, yeah. but this thing, you know, it's too good. And by that logic, I look at this, this Armada 3 and I'm like, oh, you guys are dead because, you know, they, they can't make something that would compete with your free thing. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know. So, so at that point, I kind of go into panic mode, like, "Oh shit, I want to archive all the good Star yeah. Trekky things," you know, make sure that they don't get taken down when I'm not looking, um, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing like that. Like, what are they going after, and why do they suddenly care, and what's, um, 
you know, what what are their limits to that? And I'm I'm sure you don't have these answers because they didn't explain sure, all this. Sure, no, but it's definitely thing. things I've been I've been thinking about too, and I know people I've been talking to have been saying that too. Those kinds of things, like we just don't know what's going to happen next, right? Like, you know, I I've, I've I have a dialogue going with uh, Vic Mignogna from Star Trek Continues. There, it was actually uh, we'd actually uh, swung something with them, or I proposed something to them. I said, hey, listen. Uh, We'd love to take one of your original episodes and and create a, a level in our game that's based on one of your scripts, you know, just for fun. We'll do this for you guys. It'd be great. What do you think? And he loved that idea. He thought it was great. He was looking forward to it. Um, so after I got this 50th anniversary thing out the door, I was going to work with Vic. He'd actually emailed me some of his scripts and stuff to look at. Like, you know, it was great. And we had this dialogue going. And after this happened, I wrote him and stuff. And he was like, he, he had, you know sad thoughts to say too, similar things like that. Like we just, he just didn't know what was going to happen next. He's thinking, you know, all well, of us heard, probably affected in some way, you know? Well, the other thing that got, I guess he walked away from it. He hasn't said if they, if they got an actual C and D or not. Um, but that, that, uh, s- the sequel movie that is set in the Star Trek enterprise era, because they made one and I, and I watched it and it was pretty good. You know, it was, it was the equal of any episode that they'd ever made. Not saying that that says a lot, but um, but they were going to do a sequel, right? And, that was the and, Star Trek Horizons guy, right? Yeah, the Horizons thing, and yeah. they were going to do Horizons yeah. too. And then he was just like, "Yeah, not so much." Yeah, he said so, he was contacted by CBS, and they 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 politely asked him to not go ahead with his funding campaign. Uh, okay, so wow. yeah, so he got it. They <laughs> that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they got him, and they got Axanar, and they got you. Mm, yeah. Okay. And, so far, and really, your K, game doesn't you know, seem but, that super high profile, right? I mean, it's just like this is a cool little fan project, but it's like that's you know, a couple thought, guys but... in a basement made this thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> and what I don't fully understand is this is like free advertising for them. This is a lo- clearly a labor of love. You weren't asking for a penny. And and this is you could use this as advertising for like the new show they're going to launch early next year. You know, you could tie it into that somewhat. Well, you know, it's, that's it's, it's, what they stated. They they had said something about they didn't want people having confusion about right. their new show versus these other things that are going on. And and yeah. I look at that and I say, you know, but this doesn't this can't be confused with canon because it doesn't have a dirt bike in it. And we know that Star Wars clearly had a dirt bike in the trailer. It was a Suzuki um, in the <laughs> – I'm sorry. There's a Suzuki dirt bike in the new trailer. Did everybody forget that there's a new Star Trek movie coming out this summer? I know I've been trying. I kind of did a little <laughs> That's bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, you know like, you know the story behind that though, right? What? So they, they put out their first trailer and fans reacted hard, right? Well, so, yeah. so Simon Pegg's like, no, 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 there's another trailer coming, there's another trailer coming, don't worry about it. Well, like, we're a month and a half out, right? Okay. There's no trailer yet. <laughs> there's no trailer yet, but they said... There's nothing. That They said that what's going to happen is, is they're doing, like, a 50th anniversary event this month, the month of May, and they're going to release the second trailer for the film. Look... Uh, if you guys cared anything for this franchise, I'm ta- I'm looking at you, Paramount. If you guys freaking cared at all about this, d- do something. Well, it's like um, it's like when Disney had that like Treasure Planet, 
right? Which we heard from Martin, where they had their their internal thing, and they were just like, let's let, just let that die on the vine, right? And I and I went, that's bad. It was a good movie. I like that one. Yeah, well, they <laughs> they did it to that, and they did it. Uh, unfortunately, they did it to John Carter, where it was just like, let's just not advertise that thing. And it was a cool movie. I liked it. I, re- I read the books when I was a kid, right? And I was psyched that, man, we're getting a John Carter movie. Of course it's going to be cheesy because the books were cheesy, right? But that's fine. Embrace the cheese. Just do it, right? Like it's, it, it, it's like the, the guy from Red Dead Redemption wakes up on Mars. Go. <laughs> you know? He's a badass yeah. cowboy. Do it. Um, no. Couldn't have that. So they, they just kind of like silently let that thing go out to theaters and wilt and die. Um, and I just, I kind of wonder, like, are they are they kind of, you know, just going to like, oh, yeah, that Star Trek movie. Ah, shucks, we forgot. You know, we, we yeah. totally forgot to advertise that. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm secretly hopeful. I mean, Simon Pegg is, you know, he's Simon Pegg. So it's it, there's, there's hope there that it's, it could be good, you know? Yeah, so, I want we'll, we'll have to see, you know. I want Simon Pegg's. Trek of the Dead. Like, they could just, they could, like, like redo Shaun of the Dead, but with Spock and Kirk and, you know, oh, yeah. I love it, yeah. Trek zombies. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have Hot Trek, you know, uh, Trek Cops, you know, in the the style of Hot Fuzz, or Trek Fuzz. Oh, I was gonna say, if you want, if you want Hot Trek, that movie's already out there from Vivid Entertainment. Yeah, I I really, (laughs) as soon as I said that, I'm like, well, crap. It's not what I no. was going for. Ooh, at all. Yeah. I wonder if if CBS is going to cease and desist all that Star Trek porn. Mm. <laughs> yeah, really. I, there was there seriously. There was a that Star Trek the, porn that, that got made, and it looked well. It was oh, better yeah. than most there's fan a, There's a next. There's a next gen porn and all that. But wouldn't that would that fall into the purview of parody? It must. And yeah, that's, that's the other thing too. Canon, I mean, parody straight is. Up canon. Uh, <laughs> Nice. <clears throat> Straight up the cannon. I mean, uh, sorry, gotta keep wow. getting that confused. Oh, jeez. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there, there's like so much they could have done to make this like tie in to the stuff they're doing now, and f- that they didn't just baffles me. You well, know, they- to be fair, too, like I did realize after I didn't. I sent this email a couple of days. I don't know if you got it, but. They just advertised like a, a EOS themed expansion for Star Trek Online, right? Yeah, the summer for the anniversary, and I saw the trailer video, and I'm like, oh my god, it's my game! <laughs> like, or not, you know, like there's parts of it, you're like, oh my god, like, so, like, absolutely, I can totally see they could see our stuff, see the screen caps, and say this is like, it's, it's a lot like what we're doing, and we don't want these guys doing this. We're trying to sell this new thing. I mean, I don't know, you know, they again, they're totally, it's totally understandable. At that point, when I saw that, and you know, it's like a perfect storm of things, right? We just kind of, it's it's kind of unfortunate it happened right as we were about to finish it, you know. But uh, well, they should have hired you. What can I say? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, eh, at, but I mean, how much? We're not that, you know. How many hours, man hours, would you say you and your uh, your partner put into this? I tried to calculate that one day because you know you know you hear about this you know the ten thousand hour theory you know if you do something for ten thousand hours you become like an expert on i was trying to figure out if i was like an expert on building star trek games at this point (laughs) when i i don't think it's ten thousand hours but i mean we started this off and on trying to learn a gaming engine whatever just to do this and we started with star trek like we've done about six versions of this ship and we started playing with this stuff i guess in like 2007 or something or 2008 something like that 
because we had we had a version out in 09 and we had our last version in 2011 and then an update in 2013 when I talked to you guys and then yeah so like 07 so yeah like a long time eight nine years long time yeah. so since you made me aware of this uh, Star Trek Online Agents of Yesterday expansion yes. that they're doing I hadn't looked at this before um, and Hunter plays Star Trek Online a heck of a lot more than me um, but I'm looking at this and it's just like yeah, that's pretty I cool. I, I, I of course, they're going to have to like time travel our characters into the past or something. But this looks really good. This looks like it look nice? far better <laughs> than anything that's currently in the game. Yeah. Way better. And, yeah, and it's almost enough to make me want to play Star Trek Online. It's almost. Dude, it's got almost. the Guardian of Forever. <laughs> that's awesome. What? Oh, you see, you see the Gorn picking a picking up a rock and tossing it. Yeah, and I, I, I wonder. I. I did that in our game. I had the arena episode. You could actually go in and it played some of the episode. Then you were beamed down to the planet and there was a Gorn there and you like fought him and then you had to gather the materials. And, and then when you gathered the three different materials, it played a video of you like detonating the weapon. And then, you know, I had that whole episode in my game and then there it is there and there's it's, it was, you know, I watched the yeah. video. I was like, my jaw hit lower. I'm like, Oh, these guys are doing everything that we wanted to do. You know, we were trying to fill a void. They filled the void. So I guess mission accomplished. <laughs> what do you say? You know, I mean, yeah, I'm happy that the fans have something at least. Like, because we always said that this just wasn't out there, you know. So at least they're trying. I was really encouraged to see that. So, yeah. And, and speaking of, um, Hunter had, was playing that the other night and had a Romulan just whipping his ass. Like it used to yeah, be too okay. easy. So, so that real quick, let me talk about that. That was obnoxious. It turns out. So what it is is if you get in too close to those guys, they launch these heavy torpedoes at you, and you're just done. Like, your face is melted, goodbye. But if you can, like, manage the targeting system to where any time they launch one, you just target and blow it up, you can do it. But it the, the fight will take you about 20 minutes, at least in the ship I was in. It was rather obnoxious. I finally did it. So it's so it's not like they cranked the difficulty of them up or something. You were just kind of doing it wrong, or did they change something? I don't know. It seemed like they changed something personally. I kind of hope that they changed some things because really the game is a cakewalk as it is. So I, I would like did they some ever challenge make, to it. Did they ever make the away missions better? Uh, well, kind of. Like they're more interactive now. Yeah, and since they mm. since they added the um the Romulan stuff to it. Like the Klingon away missions, yeah, weren't so great. The Romulan ones are pretty decent, right? Because they don't make you just FedEx like run to this end of the planet and then run back and, you know, get get a box and then run over and try to find this guy that is somewhere, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that was that, my that was my experience playing the away missions. When I I did play a little bit ST and I remember that that got annoying after a while. Yeah, and the the other thing that makes it tolerable for me is you can put it in like third person shooter mode so then you're like over the guy's shoulder you got a crosshair and it's mouse look and you're no longer playing it like you're playing everquest you're playing it more like an action game and just tap the mouse to shoot right and that makes it a world better for me so i mean i mean i I love my everquest and stuff don't get me wrong but still it's just like for a game that's got gunplay i want to point the gun Right, I don't. I have the same problem, like with Secret World, where it's like, oh, I got a shotgun. Okay, I hit one. Uh, all right, now I hit two. I hit three, <laughs> and my guy's like shooting stuff on the screen. Uh, no, no, none of that. 
So, so since they gave me the ability to deal with that, then it's cool. And the Romulan world stuff is interesting because you get to run around on Romulus and see what's what's up. So, yeah, it's all right. I, I would say I'm not investing huge amounts of money in the game or anything, that's for sure. But, you know, they got a little out of me. And, and I'm a founder, right? Like, whenever the thing first came out, um, you know, and it's... Uh, uh, Eddie, the guy that I used to hang with in Ohio, um, he worked for the company when they made this. So he he did like not all of, but some bits of the interface. He did like the whole interface for Champions Online, which is another game nobody talks about. But Isn't that shut down? No, it's still running. But see, you don't know because nobody talks about it. City of Heroes is the game that they should have kept alive, and they they shit can City of Heroes and favor of this new thing that nobody cares about. And, you know, we were, we were talking about uh, the whole Warcraft and the legacy server stuff a couple weeks ago when all, when all that went on. And why does nobody have a legacy server or City Heroes up? That's what I want to know. Maybe it is. If, if you know one, tell me. Because <laughs> I want to play City Heroes again. Yeah, I know a lot of people who uh, still lament City of Heroes closing down. I never played it myself. Uh, but I know a lot of people who did, and they're still sad. Oh, it was a good, good game. It, it it wasn't the most beautiful game. It was a it was very much a game of its time. But as far as the fun factor of the game, to just like get in there and knock around with some friends, and you know, it was good. Yeah. But okay, so yeah. getting, getting back to this amazing thing. So, what did, <laughs> r- remind me? What engine did you build uh, this this whole ship with? And where did you get like which uh, references did you use to uh, build the, for the deck plans? Um, it's mostly built on the original uh, Franz Joseph plans that you could get in that in the old booklet that was that was sold back in the seventies. The um, oh, the, te- the technical manual. Well, the the same guy that wrote the technical manual, he also published the official Star Trek, or not official, whatever he called it, but the Star Trek blueprints. And it was actually for, I guess, just the general, like the Constitution class or whatever. It wasn't for the Enterprise specifically, but um, yeah. So those were the plans that were used since the start. And of course, Brian's changed and tweaked things here and there and stuff. So it's it's his ship too, you know. But in general, it was based on on Franz Joseph. We built the whole thing in Torque 3D. Which is now an open source mm-hmm. engine that anyone can use. Oh, Torque three D. Yeah. So, Jim, are you what? humming? No, not a bit. <laughs> Someone was humming. Who's humming? I heard that too. It's not hmm. for me. What could it be? Anyway, um, I don't know. Fat finger in the key. Uh, so yeah, the Torque thing. It's T O R K. T O R Q U E. Q U E spelled okay. Yeah. So spelled just like. Yeah. Torque. Um, Torque 3D. Yeah, so how come I don't hear about this? Does nobody else really use it for stuff? Like, what what else has yeah, been done kind of, it that you know of? It, not, nothing commercial, really. It was It's the old Tribes engine. If you ever played Tribes back in the, the 90s or early 2000s, this game oh, I played Tribes a lot of Tribes. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's that engine? Gar- oh, yeah, Garage oh, Games. Garage Games, yeah. yeah. So it can you actually, a, like, ski on the Enterprise? Like, if you jump and then... Hit your jetpack. Well, I've got a like jetpack. I turned the, the jetpack effect into the into a weightless effect for floating outside. That's using the original tribe's jetpack effect and stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, cool. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's based on that engine. They, was, they tried going commercial with it for a few years. It never really, the company went up and down, up and down. Eventually, they, they open sourced it. And now it's, it's MIT open source. You can get it off GitHub. And uh, there's a community that, that works to update the engine. And uh, since, it, since it went open source, they've added the 64-bit stuff. They've added uh, DirectX 11 now. They're working on the Oculus Rift DK2 and commercial support. Uh, so there's a, there's a community that, that works on it and stuff. And I'm actually trying to try, uh, I'm trying to find right now looking at some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find like a list of games that use it, but I can't seem to, uh, you won't find many. It's mostly hobbyists that I've, that I found. There's been a, a couple people tried to do something with it over the years. I don't think anything ever succeeded. Well, you know, they, um, they released tribes, um, one and two as freeware, right? And there still are tribes, one and two servers that are up out there. Although well, I bet. The, the tribes, the, the kind of saga of that is then they did the tribes online or whatever the heck they called it. It was tribes f- four because there was a tribes legacy, I think, in the middle uh, that like two people played. And then uh, <laughs> they did this this tribes online like uh, micro transaction thing that they tried and it failed kind of hard. Um, so what they did on that thing, just to kind of make everybody aware if they're, if they're not, is they vastly simplified it because they used to have like 10 different classes and you had to like unlock, you know, all these skill trees and BS. Um, they made all the weapons available without any microtransactions and they simplified it back down to light, medium, heavy for the armor types. And then you can just build whatever in the thing and it's wide open, free to play happening right now. And it's got population on it again, which is good. Um, which is the thing that I think, because uh, I, I, it's not up yet, but my review of Battlefleet Gothic will be on Tech Raptor tonight, tomorrow, sometime. I'm waiting on the editor to schedule it. Um, that company, Tindalos, they also made Stellar Impact. Stellar Impact is a game that inexplicably still sells for $9 on Steam, has hmm. zero players. Right, and then they have DLC that they want to sell you too. Well, why am I going to buy a ten dollars game? It's multiplayer only. There's no bots, and then I go sit in the lobby and just hope that somebody shows up. So it's kind of a trap, right? So thank God Steam refund policy. But why not make that thing free and then still sell the DLC? Because if you get a population of people playing the game, you bring it back to life, and then sell them some DLC if they like it. Because it's a good game. It's not bad. It's just that it's a ghost town. Did you guys ever play Tribes Vengeance by Irrational? That's that's the one, the Tribes middle thing. That that's the played. only one I ever played because it had a single-player campaign and because I love Irrational. I love Irrational. I, I, only, I only ever played the first uh, one and two or whatever as a multiplayer romp or whatever. Played a lot I think I played the first one stuff. because it came with Star Siege. Didn't it come with Star Siege yes, back in the day? Yeah, that, I think that's, that's how the only everybody reason. ended up with it. They were all like, "Yeah, we're going to get Star Siege," and it's like, "What's this shit in the box?" Oh, I'll <laughs> check it out. And then everybody forgot about Star Siege and played Tribes, which so. is a damn shame because Star Siege is a is a fine game if you like mechs. I, um, I actually got it running, and it's eh, okay. It's a product of its time. It's a product it is, of its it is. time. I just I wish I want to reboot a Star Siege two, brought up to somewhat modernish graphics, right? Like No, 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 no. We need Cyber we need Mission Force Cyberstorm. We need a new Mission Force Cyberstorm game. That's the game we need and deserve. Yeah, and it's called BattleTech and, and Mitch is working I, on it right now. Yeah, I know there was a sequel, but let's not talk about Cyberstorm 2 because 
<laughs> no, it was cool, man, because that's the only game that your pilots were clones, and then if you got sick of them, you could melt them back down into goo and then grow a new pilot out of the goop. Yeah, those were great. Uh, wait, Jackie is saying something about, oh, there were two separate companies uh, that's had City of Heroes. Oh, uh, that's one of the reasons it shut down. Well, there was Cryptic, and then yeah, Atari and, bought Cryptic, and then yeah. they shut them down. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if Nexon got involved in that or wh- whoever Chinese company. I don't remember either. Yeah. So, okay, so you use the blueprints to build this amazing enterprise. I mean... There's just so much stuff in here that you never even saw on the show. Like, I never knew. I had the technical manual, but I don't remember a lot of this stuff. That there was, like, a door. Excuse me. A door that went, like, to a stairwell behind like behind where the bridge room is. And oh, you yeah. Walk, you can walk all the way. From, yeah, you can walk you can the entire walk ship top all the to way, bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom with that stairwell. Yeah. That's See, the turtle amazing. lifts offline. You could, you know, you could walk it. You could also so, get in the shafts and take the ladders too. You could. Uh, you had the whole ship explorable. Yeah, well, you got that's, Jeffrey's I mean, you had tubes look, and everything, huh? Yeah, everything. And dude, I've wanted something like this since I played the text adventures back in the eighties. Remember the, the 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 Kobayashi alternative and all those. You could walk around the entire ship and go in every room in the text adventure, but it was text. You yeah, know. exactly. So you had to use your imagination. So this is something I've wanted for years. And the only and the only thing like recent that was even close to this was the um the next generation technical manual. But that wasn't even fully interactive. That was like little little quick time movies that would take. Yeah, that was quick time the- VR, wasn't that? Wasn't yeah, that was but quick it was time VR movies when that was the hot topic there. Yeah, but it wasn't like really like fully like like with this you walk around, you feel like you're walking around, but that it felt like you were being dragged around. Like I want to go over there. Okay, yeah. here. Well, it was like it was like Google Street View. For the yeah, exactly. I was just going to say exactly. that it worked the same as Google Street View. Like, click there, exactly. and then your guy would move forward. You turn right, and you play. Just playing videos in sequence or whatever, you know? It was neat yeah, though, at the had, time. I remember thinking how awesome that was. I well, mean, QuickTime you know? pioneered that, that panoramic view thing where you could just like click and drag and spin your view around kind of deal. That's right. Um, and then, you know, of course, Apple invented it. So then the iPhone, of course, did it 20 years later <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And it was new again. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so that kind of thing. So whenever I start this thing, it puts me sort of into a mission mode, right? Like when I was trying to host the multiplayer up, um, and then it's like, oh, you, you have the medical mission, so you have to go around and heal some crew members, and then it doesn't let me just free travel the ship because I pick a deck. Oh, it's like that's not in yeah, this you, mission. Yeah, you'd have to go to the explore all decks mission. There's a special you pick the mission. Like you okay, because it wasn't letting me pick anything that I wanted when I hosted the multiplayer thing, or I was oh, doing no, it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. In multiplayer, I don't have huh, – I haven't gotten that far. I was going to be – in final testing, I was going to kind of figure that out. But when you're playing the all-deck mission, okay, we can't load all 24 decks at once complete. I can load the floors, and I can load some of the main areas, but I can't load all the objects at once. So stuff adds and deletes as you move and stuff, right? So if you had more than one player in the ship and we applied that for, you know, one person could be on deck six and then, you know, the other one leaves and then that deck gets wiped while the guy's standing. And I hadn't quite, you know, troubleshoot all that stuff yet to make that really work well in, in the all decks mission multiplayer. Oh yeah. So that I, makes I sense. Cause server so I didn't side include it in the list. So when you go multiplayer, I purposefully am hiding that mission from the multiplayer list just because it, it, it wasn't really multiplayer friendly yet. 
but the the game as it is the multiplayer i put there is just like all the campaign missions you would play by yourself you can load up that campaign mission have a buddy join you and you execute that mission together so you know one person's clicking the guy to send him to the uh the decompression chamber and the other guy's standing there clicking the buttons to you know you could work together and do the mission twice as fast right so that's what the co-op is in this particular you know in this in this uh, instance you know you can still uh, the game is always multiplayer actually so hosting the co-op is you know it gives you those options and stuff but anyone if you, if you actually load up the explore all decks mission and then load up another computer next to you and scan for games it'll find that and you can join that explore all decks mission and try to play it you know you don't have to actually host the multiplayer to turn on the multiplayer if you know what i'm saying like torque is yeah. always multiplayer you're always hosting by default oh okay cool so yeah so the the screen i put there for co-op just lets you pick from the missions and lets you set, you know, whatever mission time or players or other kinds of options. Again, I hadn't had a chance to finalize everything that was going to be there. You know, um, we just had the menus finished. I don't know. Do you like our menus? They look kind of like TOS screens and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's I do like that. I do like that. So the blinking this was, lights on there. Was this like, what was this, would you say this was 0. 0.9 or yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's it was close. Really close. We finish. were like two weeks out. Yeah. We were two weeks ah. out with just the final cleanup and <laughs> Because, yeah, yeah, there are some clipping issues I've noticed and a few other things that, like, with only a bit of work probably could have been fixed, but now you can't do a damn thing to it. So no, it's you got stuck. Oh, I know. And there are you some rooms that don't open. Like, I say the whole ship, but there are some, like, you know, the outer rings on some decks, the doors don't open because if you go in there, the, the work was never finished on the on the 3D object wall in the outer ring. So if you go into one of those rooms, the door coming out and work properly, you ran into the collision it's hard to explain, but it, the models needed the final treatment and they never, you know, we ran out of time or whatever. And that's so why those doors don't open. Like say on your, you're on the outer ring of deck seven, you won't be able to get into any of the outer ring bedrooms on the very outer ring. You'll just bump into the door. It doesn't open. That's because if you were to go in there, you wouldn't be able to get back out. <laughs> so there's a few places like that on the ship, but it's like 90% explorable. Really. Almost every room is accessible and I put furniture everywhere, wherever we could. Uh, Brian did all the main areas, all the engineering rooms. Uh, he built a beautiful gardens on deck eight that even has like a false cloud, uh, sky ceiling. You know what? He did a green character and I don't think I, I had a chance to put her in anywhere. <laughs> you know, I, I got most of them in. If you go to deck 20, there's a recreation area and then a, a whole crew spawns on the dance floor and they're doing this dance. And I have a bunch of aliens, some Andorians in there. There may be an Orion. He made an Orion, and I can't remember if I included her in there or not. But okay, so but, uh, did you the the gentleman, whatever his name is, the actor that they hired for the Dosakis commercials, the most interesting man in the you know oh that world. guy yeah yeah. So he was actually an extra in Star Trek, and they have a scene where he's standing in the hallway. Uh, as an engineer guy and he's apparently you know they told him like well you're working on this thing so he's like working on something on the wall that's not even really there he's just kind of of miming it and uh, so it, it's just funny so it's like if you were still actively developing this thing i would i would just beg you to like please put that guy in there <laughs> oh well, that would have been great i would have seen you would have done it too we would have done yeah, that when, that when you were when you were sneaking in your your celebrity cameo stuff, yeah. you know, it's just like you have to have this guy. I love so, that. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, along with our Stan Lee and our Morgan Freeman that are hiding, or if you can, if you look around, you can find them. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Then you could have Larry Flint as Captain Pike. Oh, oh too man. soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, anyway. So, um, yeah. So, where'd you get the idea for the mission, like the Klingon hunt and all that? Where'd you get? Where, where'd you come up with those? Who are those for? Like, <laughs> we need something simple that people can just load and play. Yes, exactly. That was it. I, I, I wanted to have some missions uh, for this 50th anniversary. I wanted to have like a campaign type idea where you progressed, you know, like the games my kids play and stuff. You know, you got to finish a mission, unlock this character, go to the next thing, you know. So I thought I'd build in something like that. And so I, I just drew up a chart on a piece of paper. I had 15 boxes, you know, five missions for each of these colored shirts. And I had to think about what we could do. What would a red shirt do? He's an operations guy. So we got to have some security stuff. We got to have some engineering type tasks, you know. So yeah, I thought, so okay, killed, well, Klingon like, every mission. One. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the boarding, Klingon boarding ready for the first mission. If you finish that, there's like, uh, I think it's exterior repair. You go down to the Deck 9 airlock, you go, you put your spacesuit on, you float outside weightless, and you float down to the uh, deflector dish, and you look for a little uh, flaming leak on the side of the Enterprise. You click on that, and then that repairs it, and then you go back to the bridge, and you had to do a little test. Really simple stuff, but it just, uh, it was a way of, of getting people to explore the ship, kind of a guided exploration little mission and you know a little reward in there so it was it was you know it was like a way of doing a guided tour and making a little fun out of it so okay i've, I've got it i've got your next project have you have you seen this game viscera cleanup detail no okay so it's basically you're the janitors that show up to clean up the gore after some other game went on right so there it, it would be like um uh, what was that one that that it came out with? It was it was like um, Shadow Warrior. Yeah, Shadow Warrior. That that was it. So Shadow Warrior is like a bloody gory mess of a game, right? So okay. then they come out with Viscera cleanup detail Shadow Warrior. So you're in the levels from Shadow Warrior with a mop and a bucket cleaning up all the <laughs> all the murder scenes of when the main character's <laughs> been there. So I was just thinking, like, yeah, you could do like a Star Trek Viscera cleanup detail mod. Where you're a red shirt with a mop and a bucket, and you'd have to like clean up after the Klingon <laughs> boarding party, or yeah, it's cute. That would be fun. That, that could have been great if you could have put it in here. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, just saying so... that that engine, right? Like, well, that that'd beg for a shutdown too, right? Because Star Trek and and like Gore Patrol probably don't mix well in in Paramount's mind. But yeah. yes. Well, this is that's another thing too. Is like Paramount or CBS, right? This is the uh, this is a whole other thing we could talk about too. Like, what's who owns what and all that? That's, yeah, that's, like that's, what, that's how what's did, coming out in this whole lawsuit. You know, it's yeah, and people just don't see, know what copyrights they're violating. I they think don't know it's who CBS. It. Isn't isn't CBS the umbrella that had that's the way? Over I, yeah, they're the umbrella, and they yeah they they license the rights to Paramount, I guess. But how it kind of breaks out is Paramount has the rights to to make movies, and and they have the rights to the named characters something now or they license the name carrots but well isn't it like so a cbs different can person? make tos stuff but they can't use kirk right it's just whacked i don't know i can't yeah I'm i was gonna say it. it's like one group can do old like original series and the other group has next generation but they can't you know so it's it's weird right because that deep space nine episode where they then went back into the old series right original right. tos how i wonder what legal wrangling had to go on for that because it was like hey you're on the enterprise old school this episode so um apparently none i i actually i just got uh, ds9 on dvd and they have two featurettes about that episode oh, wow. and uh, it's it's great because it tell the first episode is about the writing and the cast and everything but the second episode is about how they put it all together they had to like 
rebuild the Enterprise model. They had to build a D, uh, K7 model from almost from scratch because they all they had were some stills from the episode. Um, so it was really fascinating to see how they put it all together. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the nineties and I guess D space nine was still part of CBS and Paramount. So I guess there were no issues. It didn't sound like. Yeah. Well, the breakup only happened in the, in the two thousands, wasn't it? Around two. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So this is before that. So there were not really any issues, you know, they, uh, they had some. It was all state- Viacom then. Viacom, like, oh broke it yeah, up or yeah, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, they had no issues. They still had some of the deck plans that they built, and it was really just fascinating to watch them put all that together. That yeah, well, the triples that's cool. Always so fun too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. and wa- it was funny walking around. We had it in our game, so you could actually you could actually walk around K seven in my game, and, you, and you, know what? you get know. you get in a fist fight with the Klingons in the bar. It is so much fun. <laughs> like yeah, the Klingons are there I, I, and they start I, swinging at you and you have to punch them back. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I got to get to that eventually. Now, I one thing I haven't gotten to, uh, you have a Klingon ship in here as well. Yeah. Uh, that you can enter. How much of that is, mo- I haven't gotten that far yet. How much of the Klingon ship is modeled? No, just just the shuttle bay and uh, the hangar bay below it. That's all. You can't actually walk around much. You can land your <sighs> ship in the back. You can hop out. You can go through the doors, and then there's like a little control room that looks out in the shuttle. You can go down some stairs, and then there's a fleet of um, uh, Klingon fighters in there. And it works just like the Enterprise is set up. Like uh, if you've ever gone down in the hangar deck below, like the garage in our Enterprise, you can click on a shuttle, and it goes onto the elevator, and you can push it up, and you can trade shuttles. or seven shuttles. Anyway, there's, I think, six different fighters on the Klingon vessel, so you can click one. It goes, appears up in the hangar, so you go back up in the hangar. You get in it, you fly out in the Klingon fighter, and you can fly around and... So yeah, there's fighters and stuff. We didn't get it again. It would have been nice to model one of those eventually, but we just and out of time, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you if you had been able to keep going with this stuff, I would have specifically asked for a uh, bird of prey next because that's one of the other, I guess, really iconic Star Trek ships, isn't it? Besides the Enterprises, pretty we did much balance the clean- of terror. It's in there. The balance no, of terror I, episode I, is in the game. No, <laughs> no, no. A, I meant, I meant the. Um, I meant the the one with the the wings that fold up and down, like from Star Trek Four. Oh, the newer one. Okay, sorry. The newer yeah, yeah. Bird of Prey, yeah, which is, yeah. I think one yeah, of the, the most original iconic. TOS Bird of Prey is 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 cool looking, you know, with the old. Uh, oh, those are the D seven. Aren't those the D seven? Oh, the, that's the Romulan Bird of Prey. That's what I'm talking about. The Romulan. Oh, I'm Romulan sorry. No, I meant the Klingon. When you bird said Bird of Prey, I thought you meant the. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, you know, I meant the uh, the Cleon Bird of Prey, which was what the Tapel class or something like that. I, I can't remember. Yeah, that's the that, that's the fun. That's when they have that in Star Trek Four and take it back to San Francisco. That's fun. yeah, exactly. <laughs> my kids' favorite my my favorite movie of my kids. There, my favorite. Oh, really? Favorite Star. Well, the favorite Star Trek movie. They like that that's one. The a, best. That's yeah, a good choice. Fun. That's a that's a good yeah. solid choice. But yeah, if you had been able to continue with this, that that would have been my request for the next thing. Is sure. the Bird of Prey. Ah, oh, but yeah, it would have been wouldn't have been, wouldn't uh, been as difficult. It's not as big. No, it's nowhere near as big. Um, yeah. But but uh, well, they they actually have multiple models that are bigger than that, that one. But anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, so now that this is done, I mean, you can't do anything else with it. What do you got to do next? Like, what what would be your next project then? Well, that's that's the big million dollar question, eh? Uh, the way this is a. 
that's why this is kind of a blessing. I mean, I've been doing this for so long, the same thing. And and every time we say we're going to get onto something else, this thing kept pulling us back. You know, it was like a, what did Brian say to me? Uh, uh, it's like a bowl of candy. <laughs> this is like a bowl of candy we haven't been able to push away for years. So <laughs> maybe, maybe this is someone taking our candy away is just what we needed to kind of, you know, get get our heads around an original idea and take what we learned in this project and, and build something neat with it. Right. I mean, we learned so much doing this and that was the whole, that was kind of the original purpose. We wanted to build video games, right. You know, a couple of guys want to make some video games. So what do you do? You have to learn an engine. Okay. Well, what are we going to use? Well, we like Star Trek. So we just started, you know, and then Torque kept, you know, upgrading and changing its versions. And we would then love to learn that. And, you know, we just kept learning and learning, and learning and building. And now that it's done, it's like by the end of it, well, I was able to start, I was able to pull things off in days, but it used to take me months, you know? Well, and uh, I think since we you done. worked with an, an archaic frustration <laughs> fest like that, then if you, like, pick up Unreal 4, you probably, in short order, would be pretty competent in that, and you can do some pretty amazing stuff. And then you have full-on community support there. So, yeah. uh, honestly, and, the, and this kind of brings up a, a thing that I've been thinking about, is, like, the because these properties star trek star wars uh you know like babylon 5 if those guys wanted to go after anything um who you know people own all these things so yeah. there there is no uh no open source community uh agreed upon like science fiction license thing that everybody can get behind, right? Because it's like other people have done stuff, but everybody creates their own little universe and it exists for one project and, you know, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it would be like, what if all these like Star Trek fan dudes got together and said, okay, you know what? The Star Trek property is at risk. We need to make a not Star Trek and make it open source license that, you know, anybody can contribute to it. Nobody can ever screw with it and we'll make it pretty close to that but not violate any of the ip right mm-hmm. and and then it'll be like a spiritual um thing to it i wonder if that's even possible to do or is it just so much of the no it must be star trek because people are such rivet counters about like mm-hmm. you know like how how many how many threads are in the collar logo you know that or whatever yeah. like the rank insignia has this many threads and, and it's just like let's just let that go and make a new thing that is kind of the old thing but it's your thing mm-hmm. and and then I, you own i it. like that idea i think it's great i mean I, i'd kind of um I, I i was leaning towards that as a philosophy anyway kind of when i was going to distribute this game i was going to include all the torque tools and everything and not all of my script, but a lot of the scripts left editable and the data blocks left editable. And I was going to try and create a, um, like I thought, okay, I, I kind of thought that it would get shut down someday, you know? So in preparation of that, I kind of wanted this to just be out there and people modding it and, you know, so it could never die. Um, and maybe I'll, maybe that'll still happen. There's a bunch of copies out there. Maybe people will, you know, the beta that I've been distributing since January before I got the takedown, there's a bunch of copies out there and anyone listening, if they have it, um, you know, that a lot of that stuff is editable. It's, you know, mod it, change it, do what you can have fun with it, you know, uh, but maybe if we can all, you know, yeah, I like the idea of working together and having something that. Yeah. That it, it'd take almost like you'd, you'd have to put together like a council 
right? Like mm-hmm. the, these, this is the organization that's going to create this thing, and then you create the Bible of what this is, right? And because it, otherwise, it's just going to be it, it'll be a mess, and you'll never. It's like herding cats, right? You'll never be able to get mm-hmm. people to agree on what something is. So you'd have to have like a council sit down and decide what's the canon. And then open source mm. that through some political process or whatever, and and you know make sure that like CBS's lawyers are actually engaged so they can say nope that's not Star Trek or this is mm-hmm. right. Did did you see the the deal they're having the wrestling match about the Klingon language now? And they're saying well no, no you can't copyright Wait, the language what? because yeah you didn't see that I CBS did see that I did the, read that yeah yeah CBS went after the Klingon language and they were like no no what? that's ours yeah. And and they were like, you can't use this in fan projects. That's our language. Well, and then it's, the guys it's like, part of the Axonar. It's part of the Axonar situation. Because like, Axonar asked, they turned around and asked, can you give us a list of specific things that we violated? So one of the things that CBS or Paramount came back with in their list, in their response, was was the Klingon language. You're using the Klingon language in Axonar. And then, so yeah, now there's this big uproar. Well, you know, is they have these, uh, what was it, some language group came to the defense and filed a brief on their behalf or something about that I was reading? Yeah. Um, so, so I wonder yeah, about what, what about the concept about, yeah. of of like warp drive? Do we have to call it something else now? Like, yeah, you know what? What do they actually own? Like, what you know? See that this? Oh God, it could go on and on and on. Well, they tried to tell and, me. They, they tried to tell me in the letter that they own the word enterprise. I mean, I think I'm sure that must have been an oversight. But yeah, I mean, what? They, like, they, yeah. Well, it says you're you know using names such as USS Enterprise, Enterprise, NCC 1701, Enterprise. That one I could see, but you know, yeah. you copy the word Enterprise. You know. But so you know, it's some of this stuff is they just throw it out, right? Because it's. You know, that's what lawyers will do, right? Again, I don't want to. Well, well, yeah, because it's, it's like but, you know what? Yeah. I I am the king of Spain, and I am until you tell me I'm not, and you have to be yeah. able to afford the lawyers to prove I'm not. So, sure. Jeez, that's that's ridiculous. As I, I mean, I don't know if they can own the word enterprise. Isn't there an aircraft carrier or two? Yeah, that, that, yeah, and a, uh, and a yeah. space shuttle, and, and there's yeah. there's like every. Every boat in history has had an enterprise, right? Like a, you know, yeah. It goes back a long time. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes back into at like, least a few hundred like years. Broadsides and yeah. cannons. Uh, yeah, at least a few hundred years. Yeah, I think it was a sloop or something that was the enterprise. And but you know, so, I mean, again, it's 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 just lawyers doing their job, right? They throw a bunch of stuff, and some some will stick, and then or they'll you know they. It's 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 a process they're doing, right? They're they're both jockeying both sides and. Some of the stuff that's going to come out will be, you know, chuckle worthy and <laughs> like shake your head, you know. It's you, you, you should name the ship the USS Paramount and see oh. if they. No, probably not. <laughs> Again, thank you, CBS. <laughs> no, I mean, um, and, instead I, of USS, just call it CBS. So it's the CBS Paramount 1701 on a journey, oh, I, you know, to. I, yeah, I and love the, the idea of parody. I, I had talked about, I had talked about with Brian about doing a parody uh, kind of thing, and it's fun. Um, but you know, again, it's it's a lot of yeah. What, God, what if the so much work, and then how much is what's lawyers. allowed and what's not? And but you know, parody is something that you, know, you could is one way to push it as well. I thought I thought it'd be fun. You know, you could build a science fiction parody of all genres you know it doesn't have to be star mm. trek only you're going to build the cool site you know the ultimate science fiction space game right so you're going to have 
parodies of everything in there. You're going to have some sort of Star Wars parody elements, you know, and some Star Trek parody elements. Be like combining Spaceballs and Galaxy Quest. You know what I'm getting at? You know, kind of oh, like yeah. a bit of <laughs> if you built a game like that, you know, and it was marketed as such, it's a, you're kind of a throwback to, geez, what would that be a throwback to? style of game uh stuff like grim fandango or those kind of you know humorous yeah like the day of the tentacle type stuff yeah that's one idea we had yeah because you you could parody well did you see red shirt that was a pretty cool game that was uh uh, klifsky made so no i didn't see guy that that did democracy three and stuff yeah so it's a it's basically you are a star trek red shirt that works on a space station and you're a, like a janitor to start with, but they have what they call space book, which is Facebook, and you're socializing <laughs> with the rest of the crew, and and it's basically like who do you friend and who do you gossip about and stuff on space book, and then you're trying to jockey for promotions and and stuff up the corporate ladder in Starfleet. That sounds hilarious. And that's oh, it's redshirt? funny. Yeah, it's red shirt. <laughs> Yeah, it's the the guy that made gratuitous space battles. Uh, did did he make that, or was he just the publisher on it? I, I think can't remember. he was the publisher, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Well, I, I know he was involved because it, it came out through his company, but I just didn't know if he was actually the the creator or he was just a facilitator. But yes, yeah. did you guys ever uh, try the old? Uh, did you guys ever try the old Space Quest games? You know, from Sierra way back. I, in the pl- day? I played up to number three, and then I I lost patience for adventure games after that. Oh, yeah. So but I, remember, remember that style of humor, though, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, was, Roger Wilco yeah. and all that. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. I, lo- I loved the Space Quest. Though there were parts of those old Sierra games, I will tell you what, that are maddening as oh, frack. Yeah. Like, did you ever play Kings? <laughs> did you ever play Kings Quest Four? Oh God, I loved it. It was one of my favorites, but also like, yeah. It, oh my God, don't don't fall off that don't fall off that second step, Rosella. Ah, dead. Wait. Yeah. She fell two yeah, steps. Get, she but fell you were two warned. steps. Yeah. You forgot. You forgot to do something like seventeen screens ago, and now you've lost. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Have you seen the new King's yeah. Quest since they rebooted? Yeah, we played it. On, we played it on the PlayStation. It's fun. Oh, was it so, good? Did Did you notice who the voice of the the guy narrating is? Who's that? It's Christopher Lloyd. No. Yeah. Totally. Is it really? He's, oh, yeah. He's great. he he's the old he, he's the yeah, yeah the, the prince, old man right? narrating the story. Wait, but, is it but Christopher he's Lloyd or Christopher Lee? I think it's Christopher Lloyd because Christopher Lee's yeah, quite dead. Yeah. Back. Yeah. In the I don't future, think it was Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lloyd. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Oh, Christopher is it Christopher Lee Lloyd? Saruman okay. On there. Yeah. No, it was Saruman did it, and Count Dooku. The <laughs> no. Palpatine's behind it all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does. Yeah, no, we've been playing it. We've been playing it on the PlayStation. It's kind of fun. Um, it's it's got some frustrating, repetitive parts, but it's uh, it's fun. It's neat to see King's Quest in a fully three dimensional thing. And, well, I mean, anything on the PS4 looks good, and I I love my PS4. It's really nice. I plan on getting one as soon as my PS3 dies. So you know what are I'm looking you... at right now. You know what I'm looking at right now? I'm looking at my TV, and I just see that my Uncharted 4 has just finished downloading. Gotta go. I'll see you guys later. That's it. Nice I, talking I, to you. I'm not yeah. feeling good. I'm not feeling good. I gotta go. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, I don't know. It's a cramp of some type. I have to leave. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, apparently, sorry. the uh, the hype train about Uncharted 4 is completely true. 
Like, oh, really? I've saw. So I just saw. Uh, yeah, it's the videos I just watched. It's like, oh my gosh! It's you know fantastic. what's sad? I've, I got stuck. I played in, them all. Right, I love it. So I got stuck in number two, and I just never kept going, which is sad because oh. I love. I love number one so much. Two is much. the best one of the bunch so far. No, it uh, isn't. Oh, crap. Really I own it. I, I own it. It's in a disc. I, oh, I can play it right now, but I, I just got, I got stuck somewhere, and I just couldn't pass it, and I was like, I'm done. So Nathan mad. Nathan Drake <laughs> is like, what if Indiana Jones was a super nice guy, yet a psychopathic mass murderer, because he kills like <laughs> a thousand people in the game. Mm-hmm. But he's still like super cool, nice, chill dude, oh, yeah, right? So cool. You know, yeah. oh, he's we, we such totally a lovable. Hang. He's such a lovable guy, even though he's killed thousands upon thousands of. I know that, that guy's nameless, like nameless, twenty four seven for an entire week, just snapping necks. You know, it's but it's cool. <laughs> he's no. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been uh, been a long time coming. So that's cool. oh, I hope they man. I hope they do a new Last of Us using this engine. That would be. That was and, a great and, game too. I played that one to the PC. Too. Please, please, can we? So now would, that you're not working on this anymore, Paul, do you have more time to game for yourself? Um, yeah, geez, uh, I'll tell you this: in the last ten days, I played all all of Far Cry Four. Uh, <laughs> 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 Instead of coming home from work and plugging into my uh, Star Trek game, I was firing up Far Cry Four and getting lost in that for a while. That was fun. So that's another good game. But yeah, no, um. Brian and I are still hooking up every two, uh, every couple weeks. We uh, hook up for dinner and uh, talk out ideas, and you know, uh, play a little bit uh, of uh, Hawks. You know, uh, the flight game there with some frustrations. And uh, oh, is that the Tom Clancy uh, fighter? <laughs> Tom Clancy's sin? Hawks, yeah. Is Hawks that good? Too, yeah, a lot. Is that, is well, that it's good? a lot of fun uh, multiplayer on the land. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. good. it's good. Good way to get out your frustrations. You know, I'll have target, to wish. Uh, I'll have to wish list those. And, I'll have to wish list those. Yeah, we got the whole flight controller set up and everything, you know, throttle controllers and joysticks and yeah. yeah did you see the the SciTech X fifty six is coming out at the end of the month? I've oh already got god, mine on those pre-order. things are amazing looking. Oh my god! No, I haven't wait, seen that. Wait, the what? Yeah, I've, the X fifty six. It's the, the brand new, brand new SciTech. Yeah, it's the X fifty five Rhino with all the problems fixed, and then they changed two of the things that were buttons into full on hat switches. So the thing's nice. going to have hats on the throttle, like an extra hat on the throttle, extra hat on the joystick, and they're oh my, specifically oh they're specifically God. there for space sims as your lateral thrusters. That's what they're for. That's right under your thumb on both of them. That's nice. Yeah, we yep. got the, uh, the we have the Thrustmaster Hotas X there. It's uh-huh. nice. It's compact. It's, uh, it's got a really nice throttle slider on it. Yeah. Fun. So that's the that's the split one, right? Where it, it goes together, or you can pull it apart. Yeah, I had it apart for a while, but it's much easier to just play with it on your lap when it's together. It's really comfortable, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's really comfortable. Ooh. Yeah, it's also meant for the PS3, isn't it? Yeah, it can go either way. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's got a switch on it, so it'll work for PC or or your PS3. The thing yeah, that I like the most PS4, about but... the thing I like the most about it is that it's got the rocker on the throttle for the rudder instead of twisting yeah. the stick. You just you know, and the uh, the SciTech stuff. The they X used to have forty five or whatever yeah, it was. That yeah, was, it had that. That was the I'm, last one that had that. Yeah, I used that I for so that. many. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. That's why I didn't ever upgrade. I, I use both. I use both. Sometimes I'll use the rocker and sometimes I use the twist stick. It depends on the maneuver you're doing. I like having the flexibility to do both. Right. This do, you, do you play Elite? Have you played you Elite play Dangerous? No, we pretty much uh, stick to the. It's, it's pretty funny. We kind of tried a bunch of different 
like games or other things and this is the one we found that works good and it's the one we've always play. played through oh, like okay. 20 times but it's fun because <laughs> uh, played through all the hawks and now we play hawks too well elite dangerous what i ended up doing is i for the roll of the ship instead of pushing this the stick left and right i changed it so you twist the stick for the roll and once oh, I nice. did that, it just clicked, and it's so natural. And now whenever I go back and try to play a flight sim with an airplane, I'm trying to twist the stick, and I have to break myself of that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the, but this new controller that's coming out is is pretty amazing because it's it's got a split throttle on it, so you have control of engines independently, um, and it's got a bunch of toggle switches and knobs and stuff on the base of the throttle, and it's it's kind of maybe overkill. But they're also looking to sell to the VR people, right? Because it's like you're, sure. you're going to have an Oculus on your face. You can't see your keyboard. So we got to put exactly. everything on the stick. And yeah, it looks like it's going to work out pretty well. Um, and then I haven't seen anything else from SciTech about that Star Citizen controller. Like they, they were showing it. <laughs> I didn't hear about what that was. I got a special uh, controller for yeah, Oh, it was yeah. a super expensive. Uh, it was like a basically a keyboard and the keyboard had a serial port on the left and the right side of it, and then the stick and the throttle would actually hard plug into the sides of the keyboard. Or you could That's configure fancy. it as like the numpad would come off, and you could just plug the numpad in between them. Or you know, it was it was like a Lego keyboard and and Hotas setup. That sounds um, fun. <laughs> which they they showed at the Citizen Con thing, and then we haven't heard a peep about it since. So maybe they're just kind of like on wait and see, like the rest of us about that thing. This X fifty six looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, it's specifically marketed to space sims, which I thought was pretty shocking. Like, there's never been a controller that was like specifically space sims. The last time I remember a specific sci fi controller was that ball thing that they were selling for um, uh, for descent. Uh, descent. descent. Yeah, yeah, back I in the day. That. Yeah, God, what happened to that thing? It was crap. It was utterly crap. I tried it and I returned it because I love Mad the Cats or something. What was that? It was terrible. Whatever. I don't remember what the thing is. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, it's, it like predates Mad Cats. I think it was. We we talked about it on that joystick like mega episode that we did about a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the 3D Connexicon six D O S. Oh, hang on. Uh, oh, Space Orb maybe. Yeah, that was it, the space orb. Yep. Ah, uh, yes, and, yes. So so what's interesting is I found this controller that uh, it, it's actually for AutoCAD, right? So it's it's like a knob that sits on your desk, and you can twist it, you can lift it up and down, or push it any direction. So it's a six degrees controller. And I'm thinking about that thing for, like, VR stuff on, on your desk. It's It's like, well, you can control anything on that um what so what what was interesting about that though is in the cockpit mod for um for um evacron mercenaries that that cockpit that was like the bubble canopy thing that i that i showed you guys if you look down between your legs there's instead of a joystick there's actually that controller is mounted on the on the dashboard of the ship which is kind of funny But Which I've actually, it's it's the uh, let me let me find it. it's the space something. Three D mouse space controller. Yeah, but so, it's got a specific name. So Paul, yeah, this uh, this game of yours, um, 
if someone wanted to say, I don't know, take it on their own, uh, in their own garage and just uh, add to it at their own will, could they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got the editing tools and all the art is in the folders. So if you know how to use the torque 3d editor, you know, you hit F 11 in the middle of the game and an editor comes up, you can go to your scenes, you can add objects, you can move them around. Um, you can go into the data blocks files and edit them and change how things behave, the properties of objects, all that stuff. So yeah, it can be edited and changed. Um, some of the scripts are are not um, open. Some of them I left uh, compiled, so you can't edit them. Just I don't know why. Just some of them, a lot of the code I wrote from the scripts, I kind of want to just not have out there. But most of it I left open. Well, there you go. Very nice. Yeah, I put uh, two links to images of that space mouse thing in the chat. It's made by 3D Connection, and there's like the the space mouse that's just the hockey puck size thing that goes on your desk and then there's the super like high tech version that's got like a whole programmable keyboard and an LCD screen and stuff that's like 600 bucks but I've I've seen video of somebody playing Elite with one of these and it it Hmm. looked pretty interesting it does look pretty cool I'll I'll stick to my joystick that costs 40 bucks I'm, I'm good but you know right but it, but it's an interesting thing. Like there, there's just so many controller options that are out there, yet so many fewer than what was going on in the '90s. Because the '90s was the heyday for just wacky control stuff. Because nobody oh, had figured yeah. it out yet. No one, no one knew what they were doing, so they tried everything, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was the wild oh, those, west of those, peripherals. Remember those contr- those controllers where you had like some TSR that you'd have to run, like a Terminate State Resident program. And, oh God, you know, yes, like, yes, like DOS based stuff, and it would like, yeah, oh yeah, I had I had programmable throttle controllers like that. that you had to map ca- commands onto things manually and run this hey, little TSR. And, oh, God, hey Paul, where did you get Paul? Real quick, just random ass yeah. question: Where did you get Hawks for? Do you have it on Steam? Because you can't seem to buy it on Steam anymore. Ubi store has it. No, they don't. Oh, really? Then it's <laughs> well, nowhere. I got a funny story. Um, bought Hawks too. Okay, because actually, I bought Hawks at my local MicroPlay store. I was, you know, one day a few years ago. I bought. Uh, I saw it was nineteen ninety nine, right? So I bought two copies of it because I was going to Brian's that night. I brought, you know, great. We played that for a while. We played, got bored of it. We went to play Hawks two. So he went to go buy two copies on Steam or whatever, or you play or whatever it is, you know. Um, I guess it was Steam. He paid for two copies. We downloaded them. We could not get them to connect or do anything. Like, and like this, you know, he tried to contact support, nothing, you know, and the things were always buggy. So I turned the thing and it works great. So (laughs) that's where you find it. You know, I don't know. We bought the game so I can say that, right? I bought, we paid for that game. We have two legal licenses and we could not get the legitimate copy to work. So I went on the torrents and downloaded a hacked copy that works fantastic on the land. So I guess that's what I tell you legally, you should buy the game, right? (laughs) Well, here's the funny thing. I mean, if you legally own a copy of the game, then torrenting, it's not a problem. Well, we know you you you. own a copy. That's why I'm admitting to this right now. (laughs) As long as you know somebody that owns it. Here's the right. funny thing. Though. 
Here's the funny thing. If you want to go to like, if you're a, looking to get your hands on Hawks too, let's talk offline and uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll do that. But it's if fun. you want to, if you want to buy a Steam key from like a site like G2A, seventy six dollars. Dang. No. How, how about uh, Amazon? Amazon probably has a used copy for sale. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. probably. but you won't be able to activate it. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yeah. Well, no, but it's you don't sad. have to. Anyway. I, the, I wonder, the torrent copy that is out there is is works fine without being activated. So, <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying is the the legit customer yeah. is screwed because yeah. you can no longer authenticate. Um, yeah, I wonder what happened. Oh, wait a minute! You they, can buy you can buy a downloaded copy for ten bucks on Amazon. I don't know how. There you go. There it is. Brian's legit again. Trying Saved. to be legit. Trying to be legit. Yeah. Uh, so don't, let's don't quit. Let's start I'm wrapping say, this. Don't quit. Let's start wrapping this up. So, uh, Paul, we, we did brush on this, but do you have any idea what you guys are going to work on on now that, that this is sadly done? Like, not that you wanted it done, but, like, yeah. do, do you have any idea what you're going to work on next? We do, Well, we don't. It's, um, it's it, the world's uh, it, it's wide open right now, right? I mean, I, I like the idea of taking what we built and just doing something different with it. Like, okay, it doesn't have to be the enterprise, but the idea of being able to explore a whole ship and fly shuttles on and off it kind of thing and having missions to do and that kind of beaming down to planets. I mean, that, that could all be reworked and not be tracked and still be cool. I don't know. It's one idea. Um, just make sort of a generic space thing and come up with our own story and our own thing. Kind of like what we talked about earlier, you know, um, that's one possibility or going totally off. Brian's mentioned he'd love to do a, a ultimate shooting gallery game. Like let's have a game where there's just every cool way you've blown something up, like roll it all into one game, you know, like you have a level where you can be in a sub firing torpedoes and blowing stuff up, or you have another one where you're in a wild West town and you can shoot up the saloon or anywhere and you can free roam in the city and in the town and blow stuff up. Or maybe there's a level where you, you know, you're blowing up tanks or, you know, just kind of ultimate shooting gallery type game. Who knows? Um, I don't know what we're going to do. There's lots of different ideas, right? Will you be able to keep going? We are going to keep going and and building games because it's a fun hobby and it's, well, it's it's a good, it's always a good time. I'm sorry. I was going to ask, is there any way you could like use this as a portfolio for yourself? Like if you go, if you're looking for like a job as a game developer, could you use this? Probably not. Like, Uh, no, (laughs) you know, I'll, We'll always be the guys who did it, right? And we can say we did it, and I could show some pictures. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it would depend who I'm trying to get hired with, right? Or who we're trying to get a job with. But we we couldn't we couldn't go shop some around like anything major with that. As a, well, people are like, resume. was it good? It was like it was so good they sued us. So <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. That's it. It's so much like their Star Trek Online thing. They had to shut us down because it just looks, you know. It's, it's funny. Even the the screenshot they have on the like the link I sent you guys, and if you haul up the link, and then you know Star Trek's new blah blah blah, and there's the shot of the Guardian of Forever there, and there's the the crew standing in front. If you look on the right side, the the there's there's a guy in a gold shirt, and you know it's the same guy we have in <laughs> as our default gold shirt in our game. It's the same. Looks exactly the same. The shape of his head and everything's bald. You know. So <laughs> I think you have a counter suit. Just coincidence. because you could. <laughs> You could say they copied us. You right? could sue them back for <laughs> ripping off your rip off of their thing, and I know it's funny. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw that, and I, you know, again, it, I, I'm I'm really happy that at least uh, the fans have something official because I think we can all agree it's been sorely lacking for a long time. You know, um, 
So well, that, yeah, that, that's I mean, a good, you know, I mean, Star Trek games in general have been lacking for a long time. But yeah, I mean, when the, when Next Gen came out, there were a lot of Next Gen games, like at least half a dozen I can think of off the top of my head, and then like a couple of DS9 games and a couple of Voyager games. But yeah, there hasn't been a TOS game. You're right, since basically the uh, the adventure games in the mid '90s, which are pretty much kind of the best, really. Yeah, they were. It, you know, as as simple as they were, they they, they really they really had that something, you know. And uh, the, 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 those are the ones I remember as being kind of the coolest Trek games around. Uh, TOS, anyways, you know. Oh yeah, so we no, were they were of, they were amazing. Yeah. A bit of that trickled down into our game too. It's there's a bit of the whimsy of that is in there. Um, you know, for for those people out there who have the game and they're playing it and exploring it, like you know, click on guys, click on things. You, there's so much there uh, that that you guys can have fun with. Uh, little, little voice clips from from all kinds of things. You got uh, I snuck in some of the 25th anniversary sounds in there because I still had the CD. I snuck a few of those in um, again because this was never intended to be given away to be charged for. You know, I you know. Uh, there's some of that there's there's i even got click on kirk and even does his little get a life speech from saturday night live you know they're like there's all kinds of fun stuff in the game to click on and do so you know have fun with it you know uh we we worked hard we tried our best to to do something for the fans and i i hope that those out there that have it enjoy it uh we had fun doing it it was a real great experience and uh surely uh, we're a little disappointed we couldn't couldn't go all out and, and publicly release it but it's it's out there for those people who want to look for it and hunt it down and maybe maybe it'll live on in some kind of a community and if people want to write me to talk about it, I'm always game. Right. Well, I'm I'm out of questions. What about you guys? <laughs> no, I'm set. No, I'm I'm good, man. This has been awesome. Yeah, hopefully you can do another space game so we can have you back because we apparently can't have you back about this. Well, we could, but that'd be weird. Uh, but we want to. <laughs> yeah, what's not happening now, Paul? Yeah, uh, what's well, not happening? Well, what are you stuff, not right? doing today, Paul? Yeah. What, what, space, <laughs> what space game aren't you working on? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a weird show. But uh, Paul, no, you want? You're a fun bunch of guys to hang out with for an hour. Oh, right? it's, thanks for it's, having it's me. our pleasure. Yeah. It's it's just kind of sad that when we scheduled this. It, you were in full-on gear to fi- finish it, and then poof. Yeah, l- life happens. It's so weird. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm glad it, we went ahead and a, talked anyway, and you know it's great. You know it's great to. But it makes for a very interesting show because we can talk yeah. about all the surrounding things too. And, yeah, it's a know, good so. story. It's a good story. So, so we did get well, something out, and of it's it. timely because all the acts and art crap and the you know everything else that's going on, and yeah, so it's it's right mm-hmm. on time. And it will be interesting to see how all this stuff um, folds out. You know, I mean, uh, the guy, the guy is probably going to lose as he, you know, it's pretty blatant what they've done. But hey, what's what if by some miracle or some Hail Mary, this guy actually wins his case? What does that mean? Does that mean that now fan product, you know, what what does that mean? Right. So there's who knows what will happen. Right. Well, do you you have any kind of inside understanding of the Axonar thing? Because obviously you have reason to now um and have just from a lot talking of reading to other people yeah yeah just a lot of reading and and a lot of scuttlebutt right <laughs> so what, uh, what's their basis that axonar violated something that no other fan thing has done what was the trigger that uh got one it? million dollars they crossed uh, right. a million dollar arc and they they had published their financials and in there there's like the guy paid himself a forty thousand dollar salary um 
lead guy. Like thirty. Oh, at that point, it was went for to profit. And you're dead. Yeah, and also they they did the first round of funding based on their little prelude tax in our short film they did. They got like a, a bunch of money. I forget what it was, half a million or something. People thought they were using that to make the movie, and then he came back and said, "No, I need another round of funding." That's where he got the million dollars to film it. Yeah, um, and he still hasn't filmed one scene, but he's built himself a beautiful movie production studio and a green screen technology and motion capture and stuff. He's building himself this studio and he was planning to rent it out to people after this production's done. To yeah. See that's that, obviously that's he's turning, problem. he's trying to turn a commercial enterprise out of it. Right. So right. they had no choice, but to sue the guy, they have no choice. He's and he's, and, and I don't see know, a problem with him doing that given no, all I, the backstory you know, there, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah they, and, and what do you expect, right? What did he expect? But he's thinks he's got an ace up his sleeve. I don't know what he's thinking, you know? And again, I'm trying to reserve judgment. It's easy to look at one side and say that, you know, cause the guy's not doing himself any favors. He's not very, um, uh, it doesn't, uh, how do we say that? He's not very politically correct when he speaks. He's just, he's kind of a rude guy. It is how he's coming across anyway in social media. So yeah, but it's it, not helping. Well, the problem is stuff, that so. he's getting everybody else burnt because, right. you know, it's like, well, now that they have, now that they do this guy, then maybe they have an obligation. Like, well, we can't single him out. Now we have to, right. you know, blanket treatment of this. So maybe once that settles, this shit will just go away and everybody can go back to normal. Yeah, you know, that's here's hoping because I'd hate like for people like Vic and and you know Crawley from Phase Two, like those guys to. I mean, they've been at this for so long, and they've always played so nice by the rules. Like Vic's got somebody on his staff, I think that like or several that sort of in regular contact, always keeping CBS and in, in, you know, notified of what they're doing. And, and they went, you know, full nonprofit uh, registered charity, the whole bit they have, you know, open financials. I mean, hmm. I hope it doesn't affect people like him who've really tried to do everything right. You know? <laughs> so there's um there's a Star Trek civilizations mod that's in progress, right? That apparently is going to come out for sins of us or not sins of a solar empire, um, for, uh, galactic, but, but the Brad Wardell game, the star They just yeah, came out with galactic civilizations yeah. three for, for gal three. So there's star Trek Civ that will be coming out for gal three. And, but it's got like all the 3D models and, and stuff. So I was talking to one of the modelers over in the, mm-hmm. the Star Trek modeler forum on Facebook. And he said that, yeah, they're using my models and that the guy that's making the mod specifically went to CBS and Paramount and got some sort of a, of a permissive license to do it. So he he's not in the woods because whenever I called out like, hey, here here's this list of all the mm-hmm. mods on ModDB that are using Star Trek property. So you, people might want to back these up or you know keep mm-hmm. an eye on it and see who who gets it next. And then that guy came back to me and was like, well, we know we're cool because yeah, we we went and said, mother may I, and they blessed it. So it's not impossible to get that done. But yeah, it, we tried like, that it seems, though, but. We got we got turned down when we asked you oh. know, years ago. We we went through that and we went right up to a VP and they were like, "No, we cannot license you." Right? And then we said, "Well, can we continue to produce to give this away for free?" And they didn't say no. So we had tacit approval that way, but that's all we had. We never had an actual yes. Yeah. Okay, we're letting you do this. Well, I wonder um, is that we just told, like we, which we did way? tell them we were doing it. 
Does that, but again, does that, it's it's changed a lot since then. The game is look the game looks a lot better now. It looks a lot like that TOS thing. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's just changed, right? Well, I'm, I'm wondering about just for modders and stuff in in general. Like your thing's a standalone product, not a mod right. to another mods game. Mods should be fine. So, I can't see them going after mods. I can't see that. I well, mean, that's why I'm wondering. Really like petty. they they were permissive about a mod, but they're not so much about a standalone product, right? So mm-hmm. maybe that's the divider there, right. or or whatever. So yeah. But it's I'm gonna have my eye on the mods for a while though, that's for sure. Because because it's the thing of like they might have to make the case with the lawyers, like, hey, if if we let you get away with it, we left a loophole that's gonna let this guy claim, like, you know, hey, well look, you didn't do over there. So yeah. uh, you know, it's kinda like maybe everybody's getting a beaten just until they can settle this and then they don't have any reason to mess with us anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Well that's I mean yeah, we really hope it it, it blows over and you know, the fan productions get to keep going. Because let's face it, right? Without the fans, you know, I mean, we're what kept it all going for all these years, right? So it, I well, hope that, uh, I think they realize that. I think they, I don't think they want to hurt the fans. I, I, I hope not anyway, you know. Well, that, yeah, and that's the thing of like the, the way that it's being spun in the in the Axonar group is like, you know, it's like, well, we're we're totally victims here and, and the, you know, big bad CBS came in and look how mean they are. And they're they're taking away your dream, right? We're gonna make this thing. And and it's like, okay, but with the backstory of what else that guy's doing, because I had heard like he's building a full on movie studio yeah. out of this. And yeah. and it's like, well really? And when you say it to those guys in there then they're like, well, yeah, he has to make you know a studio, but that but that means like a physical studio, not a studio business, right? And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, it's kind yeah. of a studio business, the yeah. you know, not not just yeah. a production facility, but an actual, you know. So at, at that point, yeah, that's problems. That's a red light, you know. So um, yeah, hope hopefully it blows over and uh, and we get back to business as usual, and maybe whenever it blows over, you'll actually be able to release this thing. So yeah, there, you know it's 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 not getting deleted off Drive, and you know why would can, I? It's, it's, can, it's awesome. Can you it's really appeal awesome. this? We, we love it. You know. Can you appeal? What's that? This? Can you appeal this somehow? No, uh, no. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> that was so sad. Remember how I said I kind of had some words with the CBS legal person when they wrote me? No, I mean, <laughs> I I no I. It, you know, we, you, we took it down. We complied. We'd... That's the bridge burning. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Ah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But no, I mean, e- either way, it's we'll see. I'm, I'm confident that you know, that, that I'm hoping this thing will all blow over and, and all fan things will be a little more tolerated. And yeah, maybe then we could just at least get acceptance to just give it out. You know, uh, we'll see. But I'm not gonna. You know, they they said specifically, we're really not interested in licensing you. We've got our own thing going. This this is confusing with our product. You know, we're shut it down, right? So yeah. at this point, you got to do that, right? Because because it's like so. this oddly looks exactly like our product because we stole your assets. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, 
Let's end on a sad note. <laughs> no, no. Sad right. Trump, Let's end though. on a happy note. Like, like I said, this is um, for 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 me as a developer and my partner as an artist. This is a, this is a good thing. It's you know, end of end of one great experience and on to another. Right? Someone finally took our candy away, so we can now get a, you know, okay, get back to work on doing something that that's ours, right? And I'm hoping that we come back with something that's that's just really original and fun in the same kind of in the same kind of vein. Because I think we we we're starting to get this really figured out, you know, especially. Again, uh, for anyone playing the game, try the turbo lift system out. Absolutely cool. You can go turbo lifts you are want, great. You know? Turbo yeah. lifts are great. You can see it on on yeah. the video that I made right now. You can yeah. just see yourself going through the ship on the turbo lift. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But Paul, I want to thank you for taking the time, and, and not only that, but being so candid about what happened about what happened uh, to your baby here. Um, yeah, well, it was my pleasure to talk to you guys. It was great. Yeah, so it's kind of cathartic. A... It's nice. Yeah. So, where can people like if they want to read about this or find your find you online? Where can they go? Well, um, for now, just uh, just just email us. We've got a feedback at gambitrealm.com if you want to know anything about this or want to talk to me. That that feedback goes to both Brian and I, and and one of us will will write back and we can you know get a dialogue going. Um, if you want to know about the history of the project or stuff, I mean, you can find screen captures and and stuff. I don't think the the video links will work anymore because I took my YouTube videos down just to be safe and be good, right? But you can go to the just you know Trek BBS. I think has a thread about the development. Um, uh, Torque3D.org. If you go there, uh, there's a forum section you can browse in the show off thread. I had a uh, a uh, thing all about the game in there, the, the progress, the development, and there, there'll be lots of posts around the net. You can just sort of search for it, hunt it down, and uh, or contact me directly. I'd be happy to talk to anyone about it. If you want any tips on, you know, or uh, war stories about working with Torque 3D or whatever, I'll, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> why don't you send me, uh, when you can, why don't you send me a link to that Torque uh, forum thread? That sounds like a really good place for people to see uh, the progress of the game as sure. time went on. It sounds like a good, like, historical document. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's that, guys. Next week on the show, uh, we're going to be talking to the developer of the Long Journey Home, which is a Starflight esque procedurally generated galaxy adventure game looking thing. I don't know if we're going to have a playable build, which is sad because we ask better questions when we have a playable build. But even if not, we'll have a fun time. And on Thursday night, uh, so far, the polling looks like we're going to be playing uh, Off-World Trading Company. So that looks like what's going on Thursday night. So, again, Paul, thank you. Great for game, taking- by the way. I'm, I'm probably, as soon as we're done here, I'm probably going to load up the tutorial because yeah. I played it when it was in very early access. And found Play it with fun. Spaz, man. He'll, he'll show you the ropes. I had a great yeah. time with Spaz. But, uh, yeah, maybe I will. But uh, yeah, thank that, you for And that one oh. next week, I'm pretty excited for that long journey home. Like, I I happened to just run across it on my own cruising around the web, and I was like, oh, my God, God what is that? And It looks amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah, sad we good. won't have a playable copy, but I want one so badly because it does look like very modern-y, Starflight-esque, which I, just excites me to no end. So, yeah, folks- so there's one, one more thing <laughs> yes. before you go. So yes. objects in space. The, yes. the space submarine game that I've always wanted. Yeah. We had it at PAX, and they had built uh, actual physical control panels that oh, represent the that. stuff I from in the that. game. That looked amazing. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to buy that, but you'd probably be able to make your own. They but do. Uh, awesome. They, don't they have uh, directions on how to build your own on their oh, site? I'm sure. I think, I'm sure I think that they, they do. do. 
I think they've given you directions on how to build your own if you're so inclined, which is – I think it's great that they let you do that, that they, they, they're encouraging that as a matter yeah, of I'll, fact. I think that's great. I'll, I'll figure out some way to, to incorporate my controller from Steel Battalion. <laughs> I'm still jealous you have one of those. I don't have one. Don't oh, be jealous. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I've, been, I've been looking for one on eBay. I'm not even kidding. I want one. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next week. Have a great night, everyone.